if we need a strategy for attracting large accounts, so let's say the strategy is going to be adapting the business or adapting your approach to attract, convert, and retain large accounts. Okay, so if we're looking at our timeline, and on the left we've got a little light bulb, our overarching strategy that goes across the top like on a curve, uh, like the Back to the Future logo on the movie, right? Across there, the overarching arching strategy would be to adapt the business or adapt your approach to attract, convert, and retain large accounts. So you know that that is now a primary function. That is your mission, to attract, convert, and retain large accounts. That's your overarching vision. It's not a whim. It's not a passing idea. It's not something you're going to forget as soon as you hang up the phone on this teleconference. Uh, some people go after one or two large accounts, and if they don't get them, they quit. They say, oh, it's too hard, or I don't want to do that. Well, if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. Now, it, it, it may not be easy, but it doesn't have to be as difficult as, as we're necessarily making it. Now, the strategy itself the strategy of attracting, converting, and retaining large accounts will determine the tactics. In other words, the strategy will determine the actual actions that you'll take. Your plan will determine your actions. So, the first thing we do is we start each day adapting the business or adapting our approach. So it's not enough to say, I'm going to do this and then you forget about it for a week. Every day you go in with the idea of adapting the business, adapting your approach to attract, convert, and retain large accounts and we plan our activities based on adapting the business to do that. In other words, I get in there first thing in the morning and I say, okay, if my goal is to attract, convert, and retain large accounts, what do I have to do this morning? What do I have to do differently? What do I have to do better to get those results? And then I have to take action consistently that's based on adapting the business to get those results. All right, so that's the overarching strategy. Now let's get down to some of the tactics. I'll just give you a couple of examples of some tactics that you might want to take. And again, tactics are nothing more than a series of actions, a series of actions dedicated to making that strategy happen. That's what tactics are. So one of the tactics that you might have in adapting your business to attract, convert, and retain large accounts might be compiling a list of large accounts in your target market. And that's probably a very good step. That's probably a necessary step for anyone who wants to attract large clients. The first step or a first tactic there would be to compile a list of the larger accounts in your market. Now you have to decide which large accounts you want to go after, what types of large accounts you want to go after. And, and then you basically put together your list based on that. In the, uh, in the makeover contest, uh, Ed and Mara uh, Burgess, the, the winners of the makeover contest, they, uh, we went through this strategy with them and they ended up putting together a list of companies uh, based uh, on the, uh, the technical council in their area. They were able to get a membership list and from that membership list they were able to pull out the names of a number of businesses that they were going to pursue aggressively so that they could close some of that business. And that one action uh, combined with uh, an overarching strategy of pulling those accounts in is uh, what really helped them to achieve the kinds of results that they achieved. So let's say your first step is to compile a list of larger accounts. A second step might be to get the contact names within each organization. I'm saying might be, but I mean, that's going to, uh, that's pretty much a given. If you want to reach the people in these organizations, an important step you're going to have to take is to get the contact names within each organization. Now, this is long, grueling work. This is the kind of work that many 
in the industry don't like doing. I never liked doing it, <laughs> but it's not about what we like doing. It's about getting the results we want. And if our strategy is to get these accounts, then one of the things that has to happen is somebody in our organization has to pick up the phone, call that business, and find out the names of the people who are responsible for buying promotional products in the organization. So that's got to happen. It's a necessary step. Sometimes what we do is we have a list. And, you know, there's, there's a mystique about lists. And we think, oh, if I had the right list, it'd be worth a whole lot of money to me. And that may be the case. But ultimately, the amount of money that you pull out of a particular market is really not about the list itself. It's not about that list of names and phone numbers. It's about the relationships that you're able to establish with those lists. Because I, I, some people spend a lot of money to buy lists. You can, you can buy lists from Dun & Bradstreet. You can buy lists from various list brokers. Uh, if you want a really inexpensive list, you can get a phone book. <laughs> that's about the cheapest that a list gets. And, and that's the list that most people use. But, of course, they, they use it inefficiently and ineffectively. I mean, a phone book is essentially worth what you pay for it, uh, which, is, which is pretty much nothing. Um, because if you have no relationship with the people in that book, it's worth nothing to you. Now, when you put together a list of clients that you're dealing with and you're providing promotional solutions, uh, then it's a whole different story and you're really able to, and then that list is worth a lot of money. So if you ultimately want to sell your business, if you've got a list of established relationships, people who buy promotional products from you, that list can be worth an enormous amount of money. But it's about the relationship with the list. It's not about uh, just the fact that, uh, that there is a list. So, um, we get the contact names within each organization. So we have the contact, uh, we have the, the name of the company, we have the phone number, we have to call, find out the names of the people. Now we can start with the primary areas, the primary divisions that typically buy promotional products. And if you look at the typical divisions that buy promotional products, uh, executive and administrative level, very often presidents, vice presidents, or and or their assistants have the capacity to buy promotional products. So you've got the executive administrative level. You've got advertising and marketing departments. So uh, if, you're, if you're contacting a company, you need to find out the contact people. You want to find out who the advertising and marketing directors are, the advertising and marketing VPs are uh, that could buy promotional products. The human resources department is another one that very often is responsible for buying promotional products as incentives to attract people to the business and retain employees and provide incentives and, and rewards for people who stay with the company for a long time. Uh, and of course, there's purchasing, uh, the dreaded purchasing department. And uh, the reason I say the dreaded purchasing department is that purchasing departments are notoriously famous for just wanting the cheapest price. So while it's a lot easier to establish value with a president or a vice president or a marketing person or an advertising person, it's harder very often to establish value with a purchasing department. That's why they're generally last on my list. So we contact the company, we get the names of the contact people in each of those key positions, each of those key areas. And now I'm on the way. So now I've got the list of larger accounts, I've got the list of contact names within those organizations, then the next thing I need to do is to assemble a contact management plan that is designed to create top of mind awareness with those people. Okay, I need to assemble a contact management plan that's designed to create top of mind awareness with those people. So. The way that we do that is through repetition of contact. 
Uh, but we do it through smart repetition of contact, not just sloppy repetition of contact. Anyone who's ever traveled in a car with small children knows what I mean. Uh, sloppy repetition is, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And uh, intelligent repetition is, is a way that you're reaching out and you're essentially trying to ask the question, but you do it different ways. Um, in my Sledgehammer marketing program, I take you through an entire series of approaches that you can use to get your marketing message out in front of someone on a repetitive basis. In our uh, Top Secrets of Multi-Million Dollar Producer System, uh, Bruce Jolish, one of our multi-million dollar panelists, uh, a couple of his quotes that I just love, he says, you know, if you, if you keep the pipeline full, the rest will take care of itself. And, and that's what this whole system is about. You've got, a, you've got a pipeline of people that you're reaching out to, and you're, you're reaching out to them on a regular basis. Another thing that Bruce said in that program is that the more often you can get your name and your information across their desk without asking for an order, the better off you are. So it's this combination of things. You want to be able to reach out to people on a repetitive basis, not always asking for an order, but just getting in front of them, getting in front of them, getting in front of them. I had a direct mail business, a direct marketing catalog business, unrelated to the promotional products industry. And one of the questions that I constantly get is, how often should I contact people? And the answer uh, really is, as often as it takes or as often as they want to be contacted. You'll have some customers, some clients who want to be um, who, who don't want to be called more than once a quarter or maybe uh, twice a year or maybe once a year. You'll have other clients you may need to be on the phone with them for um, you know several times a day. So it really depends on the needs of the client. But the repetition is key, being in front of them when they're ready to make a decision. If you've ever had a situation where you were talking to someone, you thought you were in good shape as far as getting the order, you turned your back, you went and did something else, you were, you were with other clients for a few days, and then you go back and you find out they placed their order elsewhere, you realize the necessity of the repetition of contact. All right? Now, so, so I hope that gives you some ideas in terms of how to attract larger accounts. Essentially, you need that overarching vision. You need to pursue it on a daily basis. You need to adapt your business. You need to structure your business to go after um, larger accounts. And then you need to take a series of actions to make it happen, starting with compiling a list of larger accounts, getting the contact names of each of the uh, people who can buy within the organization, and then assembling that contact management plan, that sledgehammer marketing system, to constantly reach out to them through a combination of marketing vehicles and just real briefly for those of you who are not familiar with the sledgehammer marketing uh, system uh, it, uh, sledgehammer marketing is all about the MVPs of marketing what I call the MVPs of marketing and uh, MVP in, in sports stands for most valuable player in sledgehammer marketing it stands for message vehicles and people what is the marketing message I want to convey which combination of marketing vehicles will I use to communicate that message and P who are the people or prospects that I'm going to communicate the message too. You get those three things right. You get the right message going out to the right people using the right targeted marketing vehicles, and you're going to have a very successful promotion. If just one of those things is wrong, you're in a lot of trouble. But those are the three things that you, that you need to cover. So I, I think that covers the topic of uh, larger accounts. If you have any questions on that, you can uh, email me, question at blazedrake.com, and we'll address the questions toward the end of the teleconference. Second topic, growing the customer base. 